Hi, and welcome to Sit a Spell with Jen and Mel. I'm one of your hosts, Jen. We invite you to grab your favorite piece of cake, a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us as we enjoy some unfiltered and real conversation. We both have a penchant for colorful discord, and we dabble in profanity like some artists dabble in oil pastels. Bear in mind that neither one of us claims any credentials whatsoever. The episode that you're about to hear is unfiltered and uncensored. Us just being ourselves. Discussing topics that interest us and topics that we think might interest you as well. So, listen with a grain of salt and at your own risk. Also, if you're under 18, you should leave now. Listener discretion is not only highly advised, but also highly recommended. This is Sit a Spell with Jen and Mel. Hello, everyone. Welcome again. Thanks for joining me. This is Jen, one of your hosts, and flying solo right now. I know I've kind of gone back and forth with having a co-host and was going to have Melanie for a while and then Melissa, and it's just never panned out. So for now, I'm here. I'm going to record when I can. I know it's been a long time since I've recorded, but I'm here and I'm happy that you're here with me. There's an interesting thing that's come into my consciousness lately that I really felt like was worth sharing. And it's it's about all of the rules that govern our day-to-day life. Now, clearly, some rules are extremely valuable. For example, the speed limit. That's more of a law than a rule, but I think it still falls under the umbrella of a rule. Um, nudity in public. We don't want to make others uncomfortable. We don't want to be inappropriate, bordering on sexual harassment. So wearing, wearing, you know, clothing that's not too revealing in public is always a good idea. But there are some rules that we've been raised to believe are, you know, concrete fact that if you evaluate them, they're actually completely arbitrary. Let me give you an example. Growing up, my mom was an absolute sticker, stickler for certain things. If I wore a dress, she expected me to wear um, specific undergarments with the dress, including a silk slip that's basically a dress made out of silk that you wear underneath your dress so that if the skirt is at all see-through, no one can see the silhouette of your legs because of course that would be completely scandalous. Another requirement was pantyhose or stockings. I mean, who goes out in bare legs, right? As time grew on, went on, and my mom got older, she realized these rules weren't, not only were no longer in fashion, but were also a little silly. There's a million rules like that that I grew up believing and grew up with literally being part of my DNA or the fabric of who I am in my day-to-day life. And there is so much freedom in sitting back, evaluating the rules that you use to live your life day to day and realizing that you're putting a tremendous amount of pressure on yourself for things that literally at the end of the day do not matter. I read this great post on Facebook about a lady who, she was a, she had a life coach and she was beating herself up to her life coach because 
she doesn't pre-wash her dishes before she puts them in the dishwasher. And due to the type and the age of her dishwasher, if she doesn't pre-wash, they don't the dishes don't come clean in one one cycle. So she finds herself running the dishes two cycles or maybe even three cycles to actually get them clean. And every time she does it, she feels terribly guilty. And the life coach, you know, pointed out to her that no one cares. And it really makes no difference. It's her kitchen. It's her dishes. It's her dishwasher. It's her water bill. It's her electric bill. And it's her life. And she was putting all this pressure on herself and all the shame and all this guilt literally for no reason. And I feel like that is just, it's brilliant. And it may seem obvious, but I want you to step back and think about your own life and all of the areas in which you put tremendous amounts of pressure on yourself for no reason. It's funny how we grow up just believing things that were taught as fact When the truth of the matter is, a lot of times they aren't. There's this great story I heard once about a woman who was cooking a ham for a holiday meal. And her little daughter was with her. And the woman cut the end off the ham and set it next to the ham in the pan. And the little girl said, Mommy, why do you always cut the end off the ham? And she said, you know what? I don't know why. Grandma always did. Let's call grandma and ask. So they called grandma and they said, grandma, why did you always cut the end off the ham? And grandma said, hmm, you know what? I'm not sure. That's just how my mom always did it. So let me call your great grandma and ask her. So grandma called her mother because all three generations were still, luckily were still around and still with us. So she called her mother and she said, Mom, why in the world did you always cut the end off of the ham? I never asked. And the woman said, because my pan was too short and I couldn't fit the ham in unless I cut the end off. I hope that opens your eyes to the fact that you may be living your life following some crazy rules that stemmed from some archaic necessity that no longer exists. If you're beating yourself up, if you feel like you're failing, if you feel like you're behind the eight ball all the time, I want you to examine all the areas in your life that are making you feel so stressed and look at the rules that you're living by and really evaluate the necessity, the value, the practicality of the rules that you're living by and realize that you have the power literally every minute of every day to write your own rules in your own home, to live your life by your own rules and your own standards. Granted, if you live in someone else's home, there is a little bit of, it's a little, um, you know, you still have to kind of respect their rules. But the reality is, if you're in your own place, in your own home, living your own life, you can live by your own rules. I had an aunt who lived extremely unapologetically. She lived her life out loud all the way. You never had to guess what she was thinking. 
And I can remember hearing her say, this is my house, and if I want to rub shit on the wall, I can. Nobody can say anything about it. And that's a little bit crude, but the reality is she's right. You can literally do what you want in your own home. I see posts all the time where people will ask for opinions. It's in groups usually on social media, and they'll ask the group, Hey guys, I really want to paint my living room orange, or I really want this blue couch, or I really want this or that, but what do you guys think? Do you think that would be okay? And I literally want to grab them and sort of shake them in a not mean way, but say, yes, 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 yes. Like I give you permission 100% to surround yourself with things that bring you joy. And if an orange living room brings you joy, do it. If a blue couch fills your heart with happiness, buy it. Life is too short not to embrace all of the things that make you happy. Now, if you live with family members or a spouse who may not love an orange living room, (laughs) there may be some compromises that need to be made there because you want to try your best to sort of find a happy medium and keep all the people happy. And a good solution may be an accent wall that's orange rather than an entire room that's orange. But still, I believe with some with some examination, some evaluation, some compromising, I think you can get to a place where you're really, really living your best life. I believe it. I, uh, I've been in the same line of work for quite a few years now. I would say it's well over 10 years, probably 12, 13, 14 years. And you know, over the last six or eight months, I began to realize that this job, this this thing that I used to do that I loved, I mean loved, I didn't even like it anymore. Not only did I not love my work, I didn't even like it. And I came to the realization that I was not willing to live a life in which I was doing work that I didn't love or that I didn't even like. And so I had clients that were paying, that were, you know, my clients that I was doing work for. And I severed the relationships. I found someone that was willing to take over the accounts and willing to help them. I did all the introductions. I helped with the transition and I let them go. And one of my colleagues who accepted one of the jobs, you know, I was, I was selling him on it by saying, you know, this client is a really, you know, they pay timely and they, they're easy to work with. They're great communicators. It's a great gig. You get paid really well for not a whole ton of work. It's, it's a great gig and you'd be foolish not to pass it up or, you know, you'd be foolish to pass it up or to not accept it. And he's like, wait a minute, this is too good to be true. If it's that good of a job, why are you letting it go? And that was the perfect question, right? I think that was what any of us would want to know. Like it almost is too good to be true. But I was honest and I told him, I don't love this anymore. I don't even like it. And my client, they deserve to be represented by someone who's passionate, 
who loves what they're doing, who cares about every single thing that's going on. And that just was not me. I made an announcement on Facebook that after many years, I was closing down my small business and I was, my life was moving in a different direction. And one of my friends commented and say, hey, that's so great. I'm so happy for you. What are you doing now? And it could have been my perception and maybe a slight bit of my own fear. But when I remarked, you know, commented back and I said, well, I don't exactly know what I'm doing now other than being a, a wife and a mom and taking care of my elderly father. I really don't, don't know exactly. I've got some ideas. And it almost seemed like she reacted in a horrified kind of way, like, oh my God, you don't know what you're going to do? It's not that I have a luxury to just kind of sit back and try to decide. That's not it. I mean, I am very blessed. I have a family. I have a husband. I'm, you know, we're, we're not rich by any means, but we're definitely comfortable and have what we need. And it's not that I'm ever going to not, you know, I'm not going to always sit here and not work. But I can pause for a moment. I, I think we have enough cushion that I can pause and I can think about my options and I can find my new path. Because I can tell you that none of us were created to live a mediocre life. None of us were created to, to just trudge through, what's the word I'm trying to think of? when you just go through day to day and it's just like miserable we weren't live we weren't created to live in a miserable awful day-to-day life i really firmly believe that we were created to be passionate people who live in joy and happiness and bliss now do i expect my every moment of my life to be blissful and happy no But I think that if you find yourself in a really unhappy place, it's a healthy choice to decide to do something else, to do something different, to look in a different direction. I had said on a previous podcast that I was planning to get my master's, and that's definitely a thought and a dream that I would love to do. And not finishing my bachelor's has haunted me for a really long time but I recently was helping my son with I wasn't really helping I was just reading through one of his assignments for one of his college classes and I realized if I had to do what they were asking him to do I would be so far beyond miserable and maybe it's my age maybe it's that I've been through so much in my life and had to fight for so long. I've had to fight for my son and for his rights and I've had to fight his obstacles and his challenges and his disability and I've had to struggle as a single mom and it's just been, you know, years of struggle. And maybe now that's why I'm to the point where I just am like, you know what? If I can choose not to, I'm not gonna struggle anymore. And I'm not going to fight so hard anymore. Maybe that's why I'm walking away from things that make me unhappy. 
but I just, that's not how I want to spend my time. I don't want to be unhappy. I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to be trudging along, you know, waist deep in mud thinking, why am I here? I was in a relationship, oh my gosh, rewind back many years ago. And I'm not going to go into a tremendous amount of detail because not only would it be uncomfortable for me, but it wouldn't be terribly comfortable for anybody who's listening. But this person that I was in a relationship with continually put me in social situations that were extremely uncomfortable. We would go to these parties with these people and I just did not fit in. And I I truly didn't belong there. And I can remember one night, I was all prettied up and we were at this party and I went in the bathroom just literally to get a breath of air and to escape. And I shut the door and I locked it. And I looked in the mirror and I almost couldn't recognize myself. And I was tired. And I was miserable. And I leaned my head all the way into the mirror so that my face was touching the face in the mirror. And I talked to myself. And it's kind of embarrassing to admit that, but I did. I looked in my face and I said, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Why are you here? Now, I wish I could tell you that I made this glorious decision and I left the relationship. I wish I could tell you that I had the, the strength and the presence of knowledge and the, the moral fortitude and the, the self-esteem to just walk away, but I didn't. That relationship blew up in my face like a mine. And it took me many, many, many years to get over it. And I still have the scars from it. But I can tell you that being in that moment of feeling that feeling of why are you here? What are you doing? That stuck with me. I mean, deep into the crevices of my soul. And I think it's a wisdom thing that you just get older and older and you realize I'm not going to waste my energy and I'm not going to, I'm going to, you know, choose my battles. I'm going to pick and choose what I choose to exert energy on and what I don't. And when you get to be, you know, I'm 51 now, almost 52. There's just certain things I'm just not willing to compromise on. And there's things I'm just not willing to spend my energy on. And I'm not a hundred percent sure that higher education is, is something in my future. So going forward, we'll see. We'll see where life takes me. We'll see what decisions I'm able to make and what I can do for myself or not do. You know, I think it could very well be an age thing. Because I remember this story, and I may have mentioned it on here before, but I've, I've repeated it multiple times, especially as I've gotten older. And I'm gonna try to clean it up because it's kinda crude, but there's a dad bull and a son bull standing up on top of a hill and they're looking down into the valley of all these cows and the young bull says hey dad let's run down the hill and get with one of those bull those cows 
and the older bull, the dad, he looks at his son and he goes, hey son, how about if we walk down and we get with all of them? And I think that just illustrates how when you're young, you're gung-ho and you're ready to exert all the energy on all the things. And when, you know, just burn it all, burn up all your energy and, and just be very overzealous. And when you're older, you pick and choose when and how and why to exert energy and you pick when and how and why to do things and you're just much more thoughtful in how you spend your time. And I think that's really true. It's kind of a short one today. I hope that you've been able to find some value in the things that I've learned recently and the, the lessons that I'm learning and the things that I'm going through. As always, I so much appreciate you listening. I, I appreciate you joining me. If you have found value here and you've enjoyed yourself, please like, follow, share. And until next time, this has been Jen with Sit a Spell with Jen and Mel. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much. And remember, be kind to yourself and to everyone else. You've been listening to Sit a Spell with Jen and Mel. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. We appreciate our listeners. You, we appreciate you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And much thanks to our sponsors who make it possible for us to do what we love, which is chat with each other and share our thoughts with all of you. Until next time, we highly recommend that you eat cake, drink coffee, love your pets, and be kind to yourself and to others.